Section 8 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 6, Number 4, November 1899. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tavarish. Wished on Wish, Emma M. Greenleaf. One bright morning, Wish-ton-Wish sat on the mound in front of his family burrow. Wish-ton-Wish was a lively young prairie dog, and he wanted to talk with someone. Presently, Madam Talkie came out of her burrow and ran up to the top of her mound. "'Good morning!' called out Wish-ton-Wish, but Madam Talkie did not even turn her head his way. I dare say she thought to herself, hm. A cheat of a fellow like that isn't worth my time. Now, Wish-ton-Wish was an only boy in a family where there were five other children, so that he had come to believe, as only sons often do, that he was wise enough to talk with a very Solomon of prairie dogs. The silence of Madame Talkie didn't hurt his feelings in the least. Presently he called out again, and this time with great tact. How are your charming daughters this morning? Oh, you should have seen the change in Mrs. Torkey. She turned her whole face toward Wish-ton-Wish now, and fairly beamed upon him. Very well, indeed, thank you, she answered. You must call to see us. And this time, I dare say, she thought to herself, why, I can hardly realize that the young fellow is about grown up. How fine he looks, too! His family must have great confidence in him to let him be sentinel when he is so young. Wished on wish, thanked her politely for the invitation, and said that perhaps he might call that afternoon. Have you heard that Mr. Grizzle Prairie Dog has been found? asked Madame Torkey. No, where? said Wish-ton-Wish. Oh, in a very strange place, Madam answered. It was Mr. Torkey that found him, at least we feel pretty sure that he did. It was this way, Mr. Torkey often has attacks of dyspepsia, and last night he ate so much Timothy Hay for his supper that he had to run back and forth in our burrows for exercise ever so long before he went to bed. He put his head out at the end of the longest burrow to see if the moon was full, and there stood two boys with a gun and a dead hawk. He heard them say they wanted the hawk for a collection. Then one of them said, Wish we could have shot it before it caught that prairie dog. Mr. Torkey was so dreadfully startled that he whirled round and fairly flew back through the burrow to his nest, but we feel sure it was Mr. Grizzle that the hawk had caught. "'How many enemies our race has,' said Wish-ton-Wish with a sigh. "'Have you told Mrs. Grizzle the sad news?' "'Yes, I told her before sunrise this morning. But she's got used to it now and doesn't feel so bad. He had been missing two days, you know.' I saw her going after Clover with Mr. Reddy Prairie Dog. You remember, Mrs. Reddy was eaten up by a coyote last week. Dear me, dear me, sighed Wishton Wish again. How many enemies our race has. 
Just then there came a warning yelp from a sentinel some distance away. Madam Torkey and Wished on Wish and every other prairie dog in sight echoed the yelp, and then each one of them leaped into his burrow like a flash. They must have turned a double-quick somersault, for, like another flash, there were the little heads and bright eyes looking out at the very openings where their tails had vanished an instant before. Scores of curious little faces were peering out, and their owners were anxious to know what made the first prairie dog call out, Danger, danger. Again came several quick calls from the distant sentinel, then all the little animals disappeared into their burrows. No, not quite all of them. Way over on Last Street there was an exciting scene. Mr. Silence, prairie dog, sat upright in front of his door, fairly shaking all over with anger. His body shook, his tail shook, his head shook, and he yelped and barked, turned and popped into his burrow, turned again and popped out of his burrow in the same instant and acted like one going crazy. No wonder, crawling slowly along through the short dry grass, came a large rattlesnake. Nearer and nearer it glided to the door of the burrow. When it was almost there, Mr. Silence Prairie Dog keeled into his house and Snake slid after him, and then silence fell. That night the village heard the rest of the story, how Mr. and Mrs. Silence Prairie Dog bit at the rattlesnake with their sharp teeth and scratched at him with their sharp claws, but could not drive him out of their nest where lay two baby prairie dogs. These two he ate for his dinner and then lay down in the deep, soft, warm nest of dried grass. How Mother Silence crept back after a long time and found the greedy old snake lying dead. Yes, truly killed by the fierce bites of Mr. and Mrs. Silence. Now all these sad affairs made young Wishton Wish quite blue. Besides, when he went that afternoon to call on the talky missies, he found that the plumpest one had gone after Timothy with another young fellow. All at once he made up his mind that life was a failure and that he would run away from home. When the prairie dog folk found out that he was gone, they were very sorry. They felt sure he had been eaten by some bird of prey or by a slight coyote. He was so wise and so handsome and so brave, said his mother. There was no young fellow in the village who could be named in the same day with Wished on Wish. Most everybody praised him now that he was dead, or now that they thought he was. I wonder if it isn't rather a poor plan to wait until people are dead or far away before we say the kind things that might have made them happy when they were near we must not neglect our duties even in sorrow said the father 
it is going to rain let us go out and put our mound into good order so that the water may not run into our burrows they worked with a will and found out as everyone always does that nothing helps sorrow and trouble so quickly as hard work when morning came the very first one to be out of a burrow was wished on wish's mother perhaps she had not slept any all night. She went up to the top of the mound, then stood still with astonishment and joy, for there, on the other side of it, was wished on wish, hard at work. He was patting and smoothing the sides and making them even after the rain. "'Oh, where have you been all night, wished on wish?' cried his mother. I went over to the next village. I thought they might not have so many troubles as we have, and perhaps I'd stay. But they have even more, mother. They have snakes, and hawks, and owls, and coyotes, and men. For yesterday some men came there with a great tank of water and poured five barrels into one burrow. They said they were making an experiment. Oh, of course, they couldn't drown anybody because the burrows run down and up in every direction. So I thought I'd come home again. My son, said his mother, you have learned a wise lesson. It is of no use to run away from trouble, hoping to find a place where there isn't any. Trouble comes everywhere, and so does happiness. Yes, mother, I believe it, said Wishton Wish, and he looked with soft eyes over toward the burrow of the plumpest Miss Torkey. End of section eight.